Hey guys, we're back with the Strongman Show. It's Monday, the sixteenth of November. It's the night, the, the day after the night before. World's strongest man happened yesterday. It's been exciting. I'm shattered, <laughs> still. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's been some long nights, hasn't it? Waiting it for the results to come in. Yeah, it's been an interesting. Have, one. have you learned a valuable lesson? How difficult it is to be this side of the line. Yeah. It was it was totally unique experience for me. I've spent well twelve years being there. I've yeah. been at the world's strongest man. Um, Two thousand twelve, I missed out due to injury, and I think because I was injured, didn't I just didn't want to know. So I yeah. wasn't sort of you know that was when I was still heavily a competitor. I was on the up. I qualified a number of times in two thousand and twelve, and then I got injured in China. Couldn't go to World's Strongest Man. I was probably in the shape of my life. Um, so I just didn't, I didn't follow it. That's the only year I've ever <laughs> sort of felt like that as well. Because pre-competitive laws, I was just a big Strongman fan all the way back to the early 90s, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, like, you know, once you win, for those of us that do become diehard fans, you go and watch all the old stuff. You find out the history. And I've always been a bit of a Strongman nerd, to be quite honest. So for me this year watching you know and i chose not to not to kind of you know keep competing and just go into a, a different role it was it was fun being a fan i'm not you yeah. know i i i'm glad i've sort of because it's not always easy for athletes you know a lot of us find that hard to decide right i'm gonna put that part of my career and, and step over that line and do something else uh, and, it, it, you know, there's always moments when I look at things and I want to do things again and compete. But um, I genuinely just love the sport. I love this, just being a, a fan of it. I've always, like I said, I've always been a fan. So I've had conversations with many people about things that I believe have to change at World's Strongest Man from my own experiences there to viewing ways for, for you know, genuine fans and stuff like that, the live streaming or, you know, I don't know. I don't know the perfect answer. There's, there's lots of things that need to be spoken about and, and ways to improve things. But I've always felt things need to change. This year, obviously, sitting around, watching, getting results coming in. You've got a few people texting and messaging, you know, hearing little things on the internet, seeing different pages post things. Um, it was a, a unique experience for me and something, obviously, you guys have had to, to do for years. Yeah, especially when you got, like, you know, in the last few years, you've been a training partner and you're in a different country and you're reliant on information coming back. You do want to know because there's, as a fan, you know, people are invested. They have their icons, they have their heroes. But I think for anyone that's actually aligned to a, you know, to, to an athlete, being on the, being on the end of that sort of, uh, that firewall is torture. It truly is. And I think you see that from everything from the likes of the coaches, you know, Dan Hipkiss and a few of the other lads all the way through. Then to partners, that's that's crippling for them. I think it for the family, is. yeah, for the family, it's it's so difficult. I mean, I, yeah. I was I was anxious or my stomach was in knots. So I was kind of like, you know, feeling like, yeah, they, but they're, they're, you know, these guys are friends of, of, of mine. They're friends of yours. Um, so there, there's that investment there. And yeah. when it's someone that you love dearly, it's just the worst thing for, for those, yeah. you know, partners, families, mums, dads, you know, kids that couldn't get to go this year. I really felt for all of those. Yeah. 
the competition itself, where would you like to start? Because do you know what? Actually, as a whole, has it's played out? And, you know, even when it comes to data and you just end up with pieces of paper with, you know, numbers and names on it, do you know what? It's hell of a comp. It did uh, throw up quite a lot. That's Whatever we say, you know, negative about World's Strongest Man and, you know, that we, we think things need to change, it was hell of a comp. Yeah. <laughs> it was an exciting comp. It was probably the first year in a long time it was harder to predict a winner or, yeah. or certainly the top few. I think, you know, you look at not only hard to predict the winner, but hard to predict who would get through groups. Yeah. I think um, there was a real mixture of, of people that got through to the final that were being, you know, the, the big names that people were speaking about didn't necessarily perform as well as they, they might have. The new guys just constantly keep improving and getting better, shocking people. And the performances improve year on year. You know, there's talk of it's missing the big names. Well, that's sport. You know, not everyone's fit all the time. You can only go in against the people that are there on that day in shape. And the guys that turned up were in shape. Yeah. And even for the ones that had very little notice, really, and it's testament to them as what they do for their sport. And that's why, you know, you credit, especially certain athletes for that level of professionalism to know that, you know, at the moment, a phone could ring. They are ready to rock and roll, and they perform. They actually brought it. Um, am I being overly harsh by saying that regardless of who would have put this on, the actual content itself was down to the, you know, the strength and depth of the athlete, and maybe this year's show did bring a level of excitement around because of the things that would have hindered it. Are we in a better place because of the restrictions are we in a better place because it's forced the hand of those that run the show to utilize the athletes that are around the globe and we've got people there in numbers that are worthy i've said all along there's there's a good and this is just generalizing there's more than this i'd say but there's at least 50 guys that are all good enough to be at world's strongest man that's not me making stuff up out of my backside. That's just fact. There's, there's guys out there that are so good at certain things. But obviously, the route that you go through to get to Worlds depends on very, various different factors. And like I always say, when you go to competition, events make a big difference. Yeah. Now, if you've done a qualifier with a certain set of events, you know, you could, and, and I use myself as a good example for this because I'd never put myself as one of the greatest strongmen of all time. I was in, in my prime, I was a top 10 guy. That's how I, I can see myself. And with the right set of events, I could beat anyone. And I would say there's a lot of strongmen in that boat. That yeah. They're not the cream of the crop. They're not the Thors, the Brian Shaws, you know, Eddie Halls, the Drinuses. Those guys, it doesn't matter what you throw at them. They come out to the top. But the likes of the Nick Best, myself, you know, Terry Hollands, even, you know, even now, Terry with the right events, he, he was brilliant this week. And it surprised me. It did, you know, because, yes, he was a great strongman back in 2007 and, and 2011, but we're 2020 now. Yeah. And for about four or five years, he's not done an awful lot in terms of performance in, in yeah. big shows he turned up in shape yeah 
you know, and and the, just the list goes on of athletes that are of that caliber that can perform when they've got that right set of events and they're in shape. And you need a good qualifying system, I think, now to get the best guys to world's strongest man. Yeah. You know, there's it's it's easy for us as fans to say this guy should have been there, that guy should have been there, and you know when when it turns up to show, you might champion a guy to get there and he crumbles. The guy that you think got the easy ride suddenly performing out of his skin, doing amazing, you know, and it's just the way strongman is. Yeah. Off camera, you and I, for a number of years, have not always seen eye to eye on things, but we we disagree on a lot of things. Yeah, which is one of the which is one of the things that I've loved the most about it because you don't want people just to you know pay lip service and just go along with it because you want to be challenged. You want to get to. I think the reason why we've always done this and butted heads is because we both want to get to a point of where we see an evolution of it and capitalize on kind of where we're at. Now, first and foremost, we have to remind ourselves that when you look through, whether it be Wikipedia or just through the annals of history, World's Strongest Man is a TV show, first and foremost. I was saying this to you just the other day. Exactly that. (laughs) And it's nice to be, you know, especially when I've got a head of steam up, you know, as happens. Yeah. But it's nice to walk away from that conversation and just go, look at, okay, what then in this realm do we need to do to bring it to the attention of those that matter most and say, look, what you've had for a certain period of time has been fantastic because it's been a good show. It's something that draws in a very good audience, not by modern standards, something which is groundbreaking, but it brings in above and beyond a cult following because it's part and parcel of especially in this country christmas time sure but what do we need to do because i think and i know i'm not alone we're on the cusp of actually taking strongman a lot further now again am i too harsh to say that those involved are in that bubble intrinsically in that bubble and they cannot see it from the perspective of a lot of us on the outside especially when we come from other sports that have a far, a far sort of uh, further reach and global appeal, um, but just a little bit of a change-up, just a little bit of a risk. As you say, looking at the way that this could be done, it does need investment, and we're at a time really where we have probably the best opportunity we can because we have great ambassadors for the sport, both competing and past. But we are in a position with all these factions dotted around Europe, dotted around America, where we can actually say, do you know what? Let's sit down, work out little areas, tertiary areas to bring in qualifying systems, a route, a pathway, very much that it takes eight months of the year to put on independent shows and find the very best. Because we have people that have popped up along you know, this competition where a lot of, a lot of those periphery fans will be sat there just going, who's he? You and I will know. But we've, we've also been in a position in the last 12 months where both yourself and I have sat there as fans that goes deep-rooted into the sport as we can. Who's this guy? I don't know yeah. much about him. Yeah. And they perform to an elite level. I think we've been doing a disservice to the sport to actually not explore those avenues. I agree 100% with what you say. I think we need a more global reach in the sport now because I know there's some fantastic athletes dotted around all over. You know, and, and I've seen these fantastic athletes. Uh, yeah, I could rattle off a load of names that, that you see in these big major shows throughout the year. 
that hold their own against anyone. You know, and it's it has been a, this year's lineup. You have to give World's Strongest Man sort of a, a little bit of leeway in terms of who they eventually had there. Yeah, there was a lot of restrictions, a lot of issues with either people just not being in shape and turning down invites. Yeah, people, you know, a lot of legislation just to get to countries. Um, lots and lots of kind of little problems that, that there was to deal with, but that's not an excuse for not improving things moving forwards. No. And we need to see, a re- like, like we said, you, the World's Strongest Man, if you look it up, it's, it's a TV show. It's exactly like Gladiators was. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if people of our generation all know all about Gladiators. You might even remember the original um, Super Series, um, Superstars, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, these were TV shows. They weren't sports. Yeah. And Strongman has evolved into a sport and entertainment of its own it's 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 evolved from the world's strongest man show then you sort of you know britain's strongest man america's strongest man then there's you know a whole series of contests that happen throughout the year you've got the strongman champions league that put on their own series you've got the world ultimate strongman that put on some incredible shows there's the arnold shows that go on throughout the world there's you know there's a lot of different um fractions of, of this now it's not just world's strongest man yeah. You know, there's a lot more to it uh, in yeah. terms of a, as a sport. So you've got the diehard fans that watch the World's Strongest Man show each year. And we need those. Uh, sorry, the, um, the casual fans that watch the, the World's Strongest Man each year. And we yeah. need those. Just like any sport, you want the people that will tune in for the real mega events. But now we have the diehard fans as well that follow the sport weekly. Yeah. And that, those fans are growing. And we need to, to try and improve that and, and make the sport bigger, make the sport better. Still keep it entertaining. I think it's important to have that entertainment side of things. And I think World's Strongest Man, when it's on TV, does the best job of the production. But I believe now it's time to think, right, let's not just do a TV show at Christmas. Let's develop this into something bigger. Rather than, and and the, the main issue from my perspective is that World's Strongest Man, for the company that run it, is still a small section of what they do globally. You know, they're involved in much, much bigger events, much, much bigger sports, TV events. They're involved in the World Cup, you know, the Olympics, stuff like that. So the World's Strongest Man Show is still smaller in terms of how important it is to them. So they they give three months of effort to putting it on a year, then it's forgotten about till the following year. Yeah. We need Strongman to be thought of year round. Development needs to be put in place to, to get it bigger, better, you know, Bigger shows, a sa- more shows. Yeah, a saleable vision. But I think that's the thing is that it's not hard now to put that proposition together. To actually sit down and work a marketable, full global proposition of how something could work. We don't ever start with something as globally dynamic to begin with. You start with feeders. You start with proof of concept. But you start... And there is enough bodies on hand and there is enough willing participants globally now with past, present to actually do this. And I think we would be missing a trick if we don't capitalize on it. Because you and I know exactly how little there is monetary wise to make out of the sport, but it's not why any of us were here. There's something above and beyond that. And I think, again, to take it on, to actually push it to that next level, 
we just need to shake the tree a little bit and say, look, I know everyone is in a position of where this is comfortable, this works. You know, it's the best that's available at the moment. But is it the best that it could be? I mean, you talk about the, the monetary side of things with Strongman. And, yeah, I mean, I, I did Strongman for nothing. You know, I loved it. Yeah. But I think, you know, these guys deserve to be paid big money. They, we deserve to see decent sponsors in, involved, decent prize money for events, and, and these guys, you know, making a living from this sport. You just look at the final of World's Strongest Man, a number of those guys are still working full-time. Yeah. You've got Adam Bishop, who still works full-time. You've got Jerry Pritchett, who still works time. I think a few of the others got, other guys do as well. Yeah, I think uh, Gabby's a um, construction worker. Yeah. Yeah. This. To go back to your point as well, though, when you said, you know, you've got to give a little leeway for the, the athletes that competed. Do you know what? Go through this list. Go I wasn't, through I, I, every I, I, single one. But you know what I mean? And just say, who? no one disappointed. No. Not a single athlete. And what I loved about this is when, and, and it's nothing to do. This is, this is where and why I think Strongman works brilliantly now is that, Social media offers up that interaction with people, which are very real. That's the beauty of this sport. There are very few prima donnas. There are very few superstars in their nature. These are, these are honest people because, as we've said a number of times, kilo is a kilo, pound is a pound. You know, and it brings about that accountability and honesty within the sport. What we get from this is a true character. That conveys itself brilliantly via things like social media, and it draws these people in. You know... The whole thing now is where you, they're doing the work that marketeers would have to do just by being themselves. They're helping one another along from the camaraderie that is intrinsically part and parcel of this sport. You know, Gav Bilton, you know, posted up a few hours before his flight. He felt like he'd let everyone down and stuff like that. Just, mate, I don't even have to tell you. Just have a look at what other athletes think of you. You stood on that stage. You made the platform. It doesn't make a difference how you got there. It doesn't make a difference if it's two weeks or two months. The truth of the matter is, once you've got there, you've got there. Look at what other athletes that have been there for years, what they think of you. They're your validation. How many incredible athletes do you know personally? And you, you, you know a lot of guys that are extremely high standard that yep. have never been to World's Strongest Man. A lot. And I'm talking guys that can put 200 kilo logs over. Yeah, yeah. Guys that can deadlift 400 kilos. Guys that can sprint with yokes and farmers walks. There is some exceptional athletes out there. They've that never still made that stage. Made yeah. If you get there, it's a big achievement. You're one yeah. of the top, you know, top this year, one of the top 25 strongest men on the planet. It's, yeah. it's a big achievement. And I, I, I said in one of my videos, I think, you know, Gav probably... It is disappointing because when you get that opportunity, you want to perform at your best. Yeah. But this was probably a year or two quicker than he would have had planned out. Yeah. You know, and as athletes, you do that. You sort of think, right, I'm going to get to World's Strongest Man by this age. I'm going to win it by this age. You kind of, you just do. You know, it's something that we all do. We think, you sit there and think, right, I'm deadlifting 300 kilos right now. 
next year I want to be doing this number, the year after that number. And, and it's just how our brains work. And he would have done the same. And there's no way at the start of this year, Gav would have said, I'm going to go to World's Strongest Man this year. Yeah, You'd want to, because yeah. that's built into every single person that's competitive. If you don't want to be there, you shouldn't be doing it. But he's but, kept grafting through yeah. all of lockdown and, and you know the issues that, that we've had this year. He just kept grafting, kept improving. Yeah. And then he got the opportunity and he's taken it. He's, he's yeah, exactly that. Like I know, I know Zaki got injured a lot. Of, we've mentioned this on a previous show. Or certainly, I know I did. Um, Zaki Malusi raised a few eyebrows last time, and I was, you know, how come he's there? But look at his acceleration post worlds. You know, he by his own standards, I didn't perform very well. You know, if you just look at the numbers, but this isn't about the numbers. This is about the pathway. This is understanding what it is. You know yourself from competition, as we all do. Do you know what? Sometimes you're going to find yourself at your depth. You're going to find that temperature in that particular sort of cauldron is hotter than you've ever expected. But do you know what? You either walk away from it and learn and equip yourself accordingly, or you find yourself fighting tooth and nail to stay in there. And this is exactly why Gav is in a great position now, because he walks away, and it's not on that show that he's going to make the improvements. It's going to be every part of him that goes through. I think it's one of the best things to happen to him because we see a bit of a reinvention. But again, go through those names. A few of the people, you could find some diehards that probably would pick out two or three names and say, well, I know nothing. And they were all brilliant. Absolutely brilliant in their own way. You know, it threw up some real shocks. It threw up some real surprises. There was certainly no one there that you'd think, you know, they're not strong enough to be at world's strongest man. Yeah. The, even the guys coming last in their groups, awesome performances, mm. competitive all the way through. There was no one in this contest that, and we've had at world's strongest man in the past, there has been certain athletes in groups that were just like well out of their depth. Yeah. You knew yeah. they would come last in, in, in a group. Whereas yeah. this, this year, the standard from top to bottom, the, the difference isn't huge at all. It's and I love this. It, it, it does show the depth across, and that's why... It made for more. a great contest, didn't it? Yeah, we need more. That's it. I know, I know this year's been a write-off. You know, just to get what we've got, I think it's fantastic. But we need more. Because so I know you're. I know you're someone that, that's quite vocal about things that need to change with Worlds, and you, you, you've argued a few points before. But did you, as a fan, enjoy this? Yeah, I love competition, and I love to see the best go up. But what I love about it more than anything else is, I guess the restriction on information is always going to be something that I'm going to find annoying because, as I say, coming from, especially my background, um, design communication, stuff like that, when you're starved of information because of a binding contract, because it's just TV, you know, I find it frustrating because it's not a bigger vision. So that will always be something so, uh, that irritates me. But uh, the actual, the, what you got fed back from all the athletes and what you saw, I was hooked. Mm. I was hooked because I'm being fed. I'm, I've got the breadcrumbs yeah. and I don't care, but I'm being fed something that I really, truly want. And again, because they were the face of it this year, it wasn't, you got the little bits from SPD. You got the little bits from World's Strongest Man itself. I am going to be hypercritical of the the whole two pound buy-in. 
you know, as I've done for everything else I've ever been to, I pay my way at shows. Regardless if I get free tickets, I still buy tickets and then give them away so the money stays in the sport. I paid my two pounds, you know, as as, as did other people. But if I'm going to be honest and going to be truthful, it was shit. It was shit. You don't mince your words. (laughs) No, no, but, you know, it, it doesn't... It's just that... With what I, 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 I didn't, I didn't think it was shit. I think it just could have been done better. I it, think it was. It, I think it was. It good. doesn't. It doesn't. It didn't speak to me like it's the sport that speaks to me. Sure, it wasn't. And that was speaking to you. No, well, it's not that. It's not. It's not like it conveys what the sport is. It doesn't convey how how free it is. It, how how fun that it still is. It doesn't then flick to that pressure cooker. It's simple questions and answers. It's very. It's lacking the one uh, thing that this has above and beyond so many other sports, and that's a huge amount of emotive content. Yeah, I, 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 I've been quite supportive of it. I think it was. I think it was. I'm not going to say it was good. Okay. Yeah. It was a small step in the yeah. right direction. Yeah. That's what it was. It was a small step in the right direction. I would like to. They, and this is just. I mean, I don't think it's just me, but I want to see. Right, make us as fans pay for this, whether it's 20 or 30 quid. I'll pay 30 quid as long as you give me a good production. You know, like a a proper, like I would pay for a big boxing match, okay, to watch on pay-per-view. And I want to see the build-up. I want to see the commentators talking. I want to see little pre-recorded snippets of of the athletes that maybe they're training or whatever. Lots of filler for that, in boxing terms, for that filler before you get, the walk up into the ring. Yeah. Give us that stuff between events. Give us that stuff, interviews with athletes, you know, past strongmen talking about events, whatever it might be. Yeah. But give us that filler and then see the content live. Have the events set up. I'm sure it's possible to do yeah. three events in a day, you know, or, or four events in a day, have it set up, get Rogue involved. So if you're going to do a, a moving event, don't do it one or two at a time. Do 10 at a time. You know, the, just the like one, they do with the CrossFit Games, a, a race when you've got a yoke with five or ten lanes going at the same time. Yeah. That looks pretty impressive. Much better than two at a time. Yeah. In my, in my opinion. No, no, I'm with you on that. You Especially that, when that you're can... talking about, you know, if, if you have got your 15, you've got your three lots of fives, and it's all, you know, you get that comparative view and that overview of what's going on. My only issue with something like this is that it needs to be segmented in terms of the production and the... Um, final outcome for what you see as the sport so has to... to be the professional yeah. with what you take away from it is very much like joe rogan says, says about his show it's that do you know what when spotify came in everyone started to worry about the fact because you can now have a hundred people yeah. the actual internet content that you get fed back we don't need hyper professional that's what actually kills it because that takes away from what this is it dumbs down and it kind of it t- kind of takes away what this organically gives you, and that is the buy-in. I think people like real. Yeah, that's what they like. And <laughs> this, as we say, this is an honest sport. The moment you overlay it with the whole, this is what we do because we're told to do it, and this is what I've learned from other things, and I've been brought in from another trade. You're you're muddying the water of what this has because what we can put out is crystal. It may not make a lot of sense to other people, but that's why the people that actually produce it are the ones that are most important. Because you need it unfiltered. You need the correct components to put this out. Um, and 
you know, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but you have your place. You know, within this, there are other people dotted around, say, strongmen, current, and past that come with natural character that understand this because it's, as you say, it's natural. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's something that we need to have discussions with, with the right people. Yeah. And I think all of us as fans, we're sort of desperate to see this improve. And like, like Marcus and I don't have all the answers. You guys will have your own opinions and they you know, you can't, it, 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 things need to need to change. We're, we're in a sport now in the 2020, we're still now having to wait a month and a half before we see this on TV. That's just, in my opinion, that's ridiculous. This is why we need more. That's the truth. Yeah. That's why we need more. And that's why, you know, being, if you're being fed almost quarterly, you know, Oceana, there's qualifying routes. Yeah. These are the guys that are going through. And we're Televised. Then, Televised. Yeah, exactly. Exactly it's, that. You know, you know, and then you have the internet content that all of a sudden starts going into your sort of, your Eddie Williams, your Coco's, you know, your Rongo Keens. You've got background information that feeds, 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 feeds data and information. You know, that builds to that crescendo that then comes at the end of the year, but you know, and you have all this depth and investment in people above and beyond. If you cannot market that, if you cannot sell those, you know, those feeder ideas into something that can generate revenue, you shouldn't be in the sport in the first place because with what is there and how to sell it, I know actually sponsorship for World's Strongest Man and Strength Sports as a whole is actually quite tricky. But we've got the biggest lever of them all. We have a huge company that has decided, do you know what? We're going to take a punt. Why? Because no one else is. And all of a sudden, the game theory has changed completely. Rogue are on board. SBD front it. You know, now for everyone else, it's not necessarily playing catch-up, but the board is now open. Take a piece. Yeah. So... We could talk about the, the nuts right, and bolts, the, yeah, yeah. All, all night long. I but want to talk about yeah. the fun stuff, the athletes. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's heard my opinions on on all the guys. I want to see. I want you to go and run through the finalists, the placings, and um, let me let, let me know from from your perspective who, who really impressed you this year. Well, one of the things I did as well is I opened up my Instagram channel just to say, look, give me. Give me your standout people. You know, who, who is it from your perspective? You know, I'm not going out to many people, you know, 7,000 or whatever it is. But, you know, do you know, there, there, was, there were two people that stood out. Um, lots of honourable mentions, but two people stood out. Kevin Ferris, take a bow, kid. Take a bow. Because not only did you come out group winner, but, and I love this lad, You've been around him. You've seen him for a number of, a number of years because you competed against him, um, what, two, two years ago? Uh, 2018 um, North American Championships. We did yeah. Night's Live North American Championships together. He was in my group last year at Worlds. Yeah. yeah. Great athlete. Skinny mini waist, massive shoulders. Looks like a, you know, someone that's going to be carrying carpet all day because of the size of his <laughs> lats. Um, but if you've been around him, what Kevin's great at is he, he sits there quite stoic, He's got the wickedest sense of humour in the world, but he's a real grafter, and he's got a, he's got a brilliant mindset for this. He's built this training camp, so on and so forth. 
it worked. And you know what? Sometimes as much as you can stand there, you can say what you're going to do. Some people can just go out and do it. And what he brought watching him this year. Fantastic. He really proved. Oh mate. And he got so many, he got so much positive, positive comments about, and you know what? They really rallied for him as well. So when it was a mention of a name, and, you know, you get some people in, it would just say such and such, such and such, such and such. A majority of the messages and the mentions for Kevin came with an accolade or something that really got that person buzzing. So Kevin Ferris, really well done. I was going to launch in a few F-bombs then. <laughs> I, I held myself back a little at the time. I've got to say, you always kind of hold them back on here. I'm very... I know, I know. It kills me. It's, Normally it, like, in person, they're... it's like every other word. <laughs> oh, it comes, out, it comes out like gunfire. If I was born <laughs> Scottish, it'd sound amazing. Uh, unfortunately, it just sounds like I have no vocabulary whatsoever. Um, the other guy as well is Ivor Smokestellis. Um, he, he's, he's another one, as I called it at the start of all this with Maxime as well, you just put him into the, the sort of realms of proper. Yeah. And I don't mean that because there's no disrespect to anyone else. It's just that if you were to sort of describe what strongman is and just without the sport element and just got guys out of a cave and just put them into the real world, they're you guys. Yeah. They both performed brilliantly. I was made, you know, credit to Maxime. You know, he has to go head to head with Tom on stones. He's, he's, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, it's, it's like, you know, he, he wasn't actually far behind. He, he did a sterling job. It's just in, the top any other group he best would in yeah. the world. Um, you know, and you've only got to look at the feed going into the final when people just sort of said, right, okay, you, you have to kind of know where you're placing an event from the end before you get to Stones because Tom's won that. And how often does that happen? It's, it's not often I would say someone, you know... Banker man, you all you always there's always ifs and buts. Yeah, chaos theory. But when it comes to Tom and Stones, he doesn't. If I I was a betting man, I'd I'd be putting my house on him. Yeah, yeah. He's how many times in major competition, Britain's, Europe's qualification, worlds, heats, and finals, has he had a misload? I cannot. Doesn't do it. I mean, he he won by a country mile in the final. Yep. You know. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't even close. And, and this is where he, he goes from being a good stone lifter in terms of the animals to an absolute great. And by the time he's done... You know done, what? I, I, I think there's more chance of someone beating Tom on a light set of stones. What, the because whole sort of... When, yeah. it's, when it's like 120 to 180. Yeah, yeah. You've got the, the likes of... Because they can do it. Blitz them real quick. You know, yeah. you, you're talking... 16 to 17 seconds, those guys are all going to be pretty yeah. cool. 16 to 18 seconds, you might get a lot of guys within but that. But that's time. 65% for Tom. But the heavier stones, yeah. no one's getting close to. No. I've, I think the last, probably probably the last 20 shows he's done, he's won the stones. Yeah. I don't and know. They, I, mean, I, I, I might immaculate. be exaggerating slightly, but. Yeah, but he's I, been a I can't remember. Too. I cannot remember a time he got beat. Yeah. And I, I'll go back to 2017, World Ultimate Strongman. Uh, probably his first biggest show. He yeah. was the world ultimate strongman, some big names. He won the stones there. Yeah. Uh, and since then, I can't remember seeing him not win stones. No. Uh, <laughs> and this is the thing. I know we've had the discussion, and it's one of those things, it's kind of like, you know, who would beat such and such from different eras and stuff like that. And I know that Thor, 
who is an amazing stone lifter, has never really been pushed to get to that point because he's normally just wrapped up a comp. Yeah. Brian, at his best point, you know, has normally won a competition. He's never really been pushed. And I do agree that you throw those into the mix in the run-up to all this, then I think you'd have some very different results and you'd have some great chases and it'd be tighter. But you take it from probably the last 12 months, he doesn't get touched. And as you say, the moment you throw in something like a 225, a 230, no one's getting near him. Because it's not just the manner of handling that one stone. He doesn't seem to to flag, fatigue, tire. He actually gets a head of steam up. Which well, do you remember, do you remember stones, stones is phenomenal. The, the, run. the world ultimate strongman was yeah. 10 stones. Boom, 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 boom. He was so far ahead of everyone else. Yeah. How far did he go one motioning everything? It, it, it would like... be quite interesting to watch how, how far you'd have to go through a set of yeah, stones yeah. for him to finally Just, fail one. Do you know what? There you go. There's, there's a thing to be done. Um, to get back to the point, though, obviously Maxime lost to Tom. And we put those people in those sort of proper strongman sort of realms. But Ivar's is just, he's just the real deal. You know, again, bloke with a job, but and, and he, he kind of looks like the real world Wolverine. You know, the guy who just great. comes out of a forest. Oh, he's just brilliant. And I, I love his voice as well. <laughs> he just sounds yeah. cool. Yeah, but, yeah. Um... I, you know, there's a story I shall share with you another time about all that. But there's, uh, you know, Kevin Ferris, Ivar's McStellis, um, just amazing. Absolutely amazing. An honourable mention for a couple of lads. Listen, there's loads of people that lose out on the stuff like this because it is the way it sort of goes. Injuries, <sighs> injuries always take away what you want to see. You know, um, and oh, it breaks my heart a little bit. You know, well, it breaks my heart a lot. Uh, Evan, mate, I am so gutted for you. But as I put, you know, in a long-winded message, do you know what? When you're sat there sometimes and you ask yourself, why me? When you get to the top of the mountain, and you will at one particular point, you will pick up trophies along the way. And when you're stood at the top, you'll know why. Because you can stand there and ask the question, why me? Because I endured. I went through it. I learned from it. I was never going to be pushed into a corner. I was never going to be beaten by this. And that is what we spoke about through his preparation through this year. He hasn't had the Easter's of rise. Life gets on top of most of us. But I tell you what, when that all comes out about just the position he sort of finds himself in and what he's overcome to do what he's done, absolutely phenomenal. And to be starved of actually seeing him sort of go through and you know being able to do what he what he was doing at the moment which is just bull in a china shop with self-belief and confidence because he is a very emotive character and it comes out in the way that he performs is hard to take as is seeing Hicksy fight so hard and then be not you know another bicep injury and not being able to compete in the rest of the final when he's done so well you know he, he <laughs> You're going to look across the other side and see Bobby Thompson and just think, do you know what? I'm going to have my work cut out for me here because Bobby is, is no mug. He's, he's another one on the rise and he brings it. You know, currently he's at an amazing level. Mm. So to Hicksy to go through, after they've done the whole sort of changing things around again, I have my own opinion on this, Well, it should be the sort of head-to-head stone over and, you know, uh, as my... we've spoken about, we've both got a lot of opinion on. on yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like it's the most sensible and thing. I will, I will, one thing I've, I've said 
I've said it last year, I've said it many years before, the format of World's Strongest Man leads to a lot of injuries. Yeah. The current format, and that's something, again, that I keep saying needs to change. Yeah. There is more injuries at World's Strongest Man than any other contest. That's yeah. not me talking out of my ass. That's fact. Yeah, well, I'm, we're working through the data on that one as well. There's, 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 there's injuries up. in every single, you know, the strongest is a dangerous expect. sport. Yeah. And, and we appreciate that. But when you go through the statistics, yeah. there is more injuries at Worlds than any other contest. Yeah. And it's also, as we spoke about, you know, we had the you know, conversation yesterday, looking at sort of how you look at things in terms of fatigue, rest period, what event do you put in to minimise? There has to be a flow to it. You know, this is based around synergy of how an athlete can operate as well as what you want to see from them. So there are ways of doing things to actually limit this. Um, but Hixie, you know, again, I think the positive to come out of it is sometimes when you see how bad this really sort of affects them. Um, and again, Hixie's a mate again, so it's just like, oh God, your heart sort of goes. Yeah, he's, a, he's a close mate and we know how emotional he can be. And yeah how devastated he's going to be. But it's the fact he, he wants. And I don't think that was the case not so long back. You know, when he was doing the powerlifting thing, and I, I think agree. he could have taken a, taken a left he strong wasn't, man. He wasn't fussed about strong man for a Couldn't while. Couldn't give a shit, really, he could he? Se- he seems yeah. to really have got the bug back. And... and to see that, I think, you know, there has been an issue with the arm before. Maybe this is a blessing in some respects because you're trying to find that positive because he does need surgery. Maybe they can go and clean stuff up and he comes back a, a little bit, you know, more robust and it's, and he knows it's done. You know, it's always, there is always a way back when it comes through things. Surgery is not always a negative. Um, but yeah, seeing him, seeing him, you know, sort of look, I ain't done. I've got stuff to do, which I think is, uh, is great to sort of hear. And I may, I, same as Evan, I, I wish you a, a very, very speedy but full recovery. Um, and the other honourable mention, um, thankfully no injury involved, but just kind of how things play out. <sighs> Was he a shock for a lot of people? Maybe. Was he you know, a, a surprise to himself? Not in the slightest. Because I've said this since I watched him stroll into OSG head held high, shoulders back, big beaming smile, and just looked like he loved every second of what this sport brings. And I've said the words, Terry Hollands and a happy Terry Hollands is a very, very dangerous man. And he showed it. Leading after day one, uh, was he tied with Brian on points? Uh, but it's the fact that Brian won the last event that sort of gets him through. Terry has to go to Stones and, you know, it is what it is. But to see a resurgence of what is an unbelievably tough group. We called it the hardest group, the group of death. Uh, and Terry's in the, not just in the mix, but he, you know, for day one, he dominated and he held his own all the way through to the last bit. Mate, take a bow. What a man. What a man. Fair play to you. This is, you know, as I say, you can't get through the other side of it. I know you'll be pissed off because you won a final, but I think there's probably that little thing just saying, can I still do this? As everyone does at one particular point. Yeah, mate. Yeah, you can. And that work with Adam Bishop, which I think he credits a lot of this from and the time around others, is just, you know, I think I can, I think I can push just that little bit harder again. Uh, I, I was extremely impressed. Honestly, I've, I've said it a number of times this week. But, and I will put my hands up and say, you know, when I looked at the groups, I looked at who was in there. I was like, 
Terry was a great strongman. He's still not bad on his day, but I just couldn't see him getting through that group. And then the performance he put in, yeah. he had me believing for sure. I thought, yeah. I, I thought going into the Stones, he was going to do it. Yeah, I really did. And, um, you know, gutting to see him not get through, but just shows the caliber of everyone in this, this, this show. Yeah. But Ter Terry, a year ago even, he would have probably come last in that group. He's gone away. He's found his love for it again. Yeah. He's put the work in clearly because he yeah. looked in great shape, not just physically, but he looked like in great strongman shape. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference, you know. He's now hungry again. He's, and I, I think you, you picked up on it then. He's happy. That's like, uh, it's one thing I try and I'm going to be, you know, annoying old Uncle Loz again, but I get really frustrated seeing these youngsters coming up to me saying, oh, I want to be the greatest strongman, but they hate every minute of training. They hate every minute of what they've got to do and they hate competing. Yeah. They just want to be great. It doesn't work like that, guys. You've no. got to enjoy this. And, you know, you, you go and ask guys like Terry, who's now in his 40s, been, did his first Worlds in 2005. He's in the 2020 World's Strongest Man, almost made the final. He loves it still. Mm. Go and ask Nick Best. Nick Best absolutely loves this sport. Yeah. Why, why is, are guys like Zadrunas and Brian still going? There is that love for what they do. Yeah. If they don't love it, it's a brutal damn sport to be doing. Yeah, fee as well. You know, that's, yeah, fee. I mean, that's, there's, a, there's a whole list. Jerry Pritchett, yeah. fee, you know. Yeah. They, if you go and ask them, they, they enjoy what they do. You know, they, they do. And, and this is this is their importance. And I credited Terry with this because, you know, people are, you know, are you going to compete again? All that sort of jazz. Um, I probably couldn't, I couldn't give a shit at one particular point. I really didn't. You know, with everything I think, going I think, on, I think we, all, we, we can all feel like that yeah. at times. You know, when I when I tore my Achilles and I was on the sofa and you know sofa bound, couldn't do anything, couldn't help my missus with the kids, wasn't earning any money. You know, you feel like crap. Yeah, it's 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 tough. And you know, now I'm back training and I'm enjoying it. I'm not competing, but I'm enjoying training. I'm enjoying being yeah. around it. And you know, who knows? But, but the, yeah, exactly that. And this is what we spoke about before. And this is where like the importance of yourself, fee, all these guys, the ones that have been around for such a long period of time and the way you go about your trade, because, you know, just standing shoulder to shoulder, the old boy, just as you sort of get, it just, I love this because you're being pushed into a place of where, do you know what? This is so difficult for me. Yeah. It's a breeze for this lad, but it's so difficult for me, but it wake, it wakes up why you do what you do. Um, and I think having them around, doing what they've done at the moment, and I think you still have a role to play in all this because I, I still, you know, I know your nature, so I know it's only going to take a pipette of competition. And, you know, hopefully once all this is over and done with, we can have a little bit of a play again. Um, and it's just that, that manner. Lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just looking around, <laughs> there's nothing There's nothing sort of sticking around, is there? But no, but you know, you know what it's like, that whole thing of, yes, We've always accepted this. You, if you've got a training partner, which is one of these guys, you can, it's fine just to say, do you know what, he's, he's stronger than me. It doesn't mean you let him get away with murder. It doesn't mean that you don't let them be accountable for where they're at, because as we spoke before, you know, I may be conference, you're Premier League, I expect more of you. Just because I do this doesn't mean you hold back. And that's where it all comes in, and it lights a fire under all of us. You know, what is it in two and a bit years? We had one, well, I brought one bad training session. The rest of it, constant. That's what you have to do. And that's what you get from this. 
you know, you can get stronger people come in and train with these guys and it's fine. But if you don't bring the love for it, the intensity for it and the desire for it, it doesn't work. And this is where these guys are important. You still have a part to play, fees, stuff like that. Be around them when you get the opportunity you know, when they, and see their training. Look at the most important part of it. One, they want to do it yeah. because it makes you fucking feel good. It does. It, it does. gives there's you no, a point no and a purpose. When you're like, oh, I can still do this. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've had a few sessions recently. Where I was like training with these younger boys. I can put them in their place still on yeah. certain things. It's... There is an acceptance that comes with it all. We all get older. We all get, there's bits that sort of deteriorate. And this is where people like Mark, Nick, you know, Fee, Jerry to a point, they all deserve praise because of the reinvention. It comes, it is one of the hardest. It gets harder and harder. To keep yeah. coming back, it gets harder and harder. And, you know, we, we all say, I mean, we talk about Brian very briefly. Yeah, lots that's where I was Brian. sort of And I think he's, he's in that boat with the likes of, I mean, Brian's, look, Brian's on another level. He's better than all the, these guys we're talking about. He's better than me. He's better than Terry. He's better than uh, Jerry Pritchard in his, you know, we're talking Brian in his prime. Yeah. But Brian now is still very dangerous. He's still an exceptionally good strongman. He's just got miles on the clock. He's got yeah, you can't beat time. He's, had. he's got scar tissue. You can't get rid of scar tissue, okay? You, once you tear a muscle, yes, you can repair, but it's, it's, it knits together in a different way. And you just find, and this, is, this isn't me making stuff up. This is just fact. You have good days and bad days because of that. Yeah. One day you wake up and your body feels great. The next day you get out of bed and you can't walk and you're like, you don't even know why. You're just like, yeah. what did I do yesterday? I can't even, you know, yeah. this is, you, you, you know, your legs aching or you can't kind of bend down and pick up your, your socks or whatever yeah. it might be. And it's, it's weird as you get older, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not talking 70, 80 years old. When you've been no. doing this sport where, that involves us lifting excruciatingly brutal weights, yeah. let's be honest, the stuff that we do is stupid, you know, and some of the, 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 the competitions over the last 10 years you know, the but insane, goals, really. You know, when the you look at that it, these guys have put their their bodies under the, the strain yeah. they do on a almost daily basis to be the best in the world. The body weight that they have to carry on a yeah. daily basis to be the best in the world. Yeah, it's physically demanding. It's mentally demanding. Yeah. And someone like Brian is still an extremely dangerous strongman, and he could he could still turn up to a show and win international shows. Yeah, if he gets that right. But the fact is, he's not the 28-year-old Brian Shaw yeah. that was dominating to, into his 30s. He's now edging to, towards his 40s. And you cannot compare a four, like a 38, 39, 40-year-old of Brian Shaw to a Jerry Pritchett. Or, or a Fee or, yeah. No, you can't. I mean, Fee, Fee's different. Fee is never going to win World's Strongest Man. No. And I, I hate to let... Like, Fee is one of my favourite people in the whole world okay he's he goes back into that category of with the right set of events yeah he's an exceptionally good strong man with the wrong set of events he can get beaten by guys that can't even get to world's strongest man that's fact you throw in some pressing events in there yeah. you know that it really throws things up you throw in a grip event and a deadlift for reps mark felix can be anyone brian shaw has dropped his highest highest standards slightly yeah. And all these younger guys have raised their game because the likes of, of Brian, yeah. Zadrunas, Eddie Hall, yeah. Thor Bjornsson took it up to such a level that yeah. that was the level you aimed for. 
when when Bill Kazma was in his prime, you know, people will ask Bill what how good you could have been today. Yes, he could have been better, but he got to the point that was good enough. Yeah. The the next generation raise it up again, and they raise it up again and raise it up again. That's the level you aim for. Yeah, it's and this is going to be the hardest thing I think you know for him is that regardless of how good you are, regardless of how good you've been, for the very first time you're working into you're walking into uncharted territories of which you have no control because you have pioneered a sport you have changed the way that you approach it you have changed the professionalism of the sport by your actions you've encouraged and basically blooded the new generation that's coming through and we're pretty much on what i would class as almost second and third wave of this coming through you were the alpha lion but the thing is now is this that those cubs these cubs have got teeth and you're just getting that little bit older and it's not any disrespect. You're great. You're a giant. It's just that the one thing you can't cheat is you can't cheat your body and you can't cheat time. And the most painful thing to watch is sometimes when you look at the videos that come out and I know that there's been stuff where you've had excuses and bits, but the, the one where he just goes to his room after the day one of the final and you're sat in there and you're just perplexed. I trained really well. I've got everything done. It's still dialed in. And do you know what? This but, is, you know, I know, he is some... very, he's such a competitive man. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the reasons he's done so well. Yeah. It's that competitive instinct that made Brian the legend that he is. It's tough to accept that these guys have got better and he isn't quite as good. I'm just not at the races. At yeah, the and when I say he isn't quite as good, we're sort of, we're yeah, two, yeah, that, two, that, 2%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 2% makes a big difference at the yeah. top level. It's, he doesn't rec real, um, recover quite as quick as he did. Yeah. His top-end strength is just that little bit down on what it was. He's got those few yeah. injuries that, that make, make certain events just that little bit harder. And these younger guys are Brian Shaw when he was 28 now. Yeah. They're, they're, they're hungry. They don't want to lose. They believe in themselves. They, they yeah. want to take the sport to another level. They want to get out the shit apartment that they're in. They want... They yeah. want the endorsement. They, they, they don't, don't have want the, to walk They to don't work have anymore. the five hundred grand, you know, gym house. And, yeah, yeah, and, and, uh, you know, a million dollar house. house. You, you know exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's become comfortable. So is it um, Rocky three or, or you know you got Rocky and Club um, Apollo Creed talking saying you yeah, become yeah. civilized and stuff. You yeah, know, yeah, exactly. It, how many how many fighters? How, there is there is a lot to be said about that as well because it's the fighters' mentality. You know, to take that out of someone, when it you doesn't lose make a difference. That hunger. And we're talking, as you said, it can be one percent. And if he if he wants to keep going, just like Zadrunas does, that's awesome because yeah. it's great for the sport. We all would love to see him compete, keep competing. But also, it's, it's always difficult, you know. Guys like myself, Terry, it's a bit easier for us to keep going. Nick Best, Brian Shaw, uh, sorry, not Brian Shaw, um, uh, Mark Felix. It's easier for us to keep going because we were never the greatest. Yeah. So you don't have that pressure on your back all the time of people saying, oh, he's going to win, he's going to win, he's going to yeah, win. Yeah. Brian, where, he, where he's got a nation behind him every single time. Yeah. And very much like the Eddie comments, you, where you get the polarisation, but you also get the extremism of that there is no real... And it's no disrespect to him, it's just that there's no context or understanding of play. And, you know, because it's, and we're all guilty of it at times. It's just that when you've been a constant winner, anything less... Yeah. And when there's a lot of places yeah, under that's the, first that, that's place. That's the problem. How, how happy would you be with fifth place at World's Strongest Man? If I've been winning it, 
and knowing well, no, that no, 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 not if you've been winning it, just as you. If I, oh, if me? You, yeah. I'll be over the fucking moon for about, <laughs> for about two seconds. Yeah, sure. You, but you, you know what I mean? That's, but when yeah, you've the, been the four-time champion, yeah, yeah. fifth living. place in your head is not good enough. No. And that's, the, you, can only, you can do it two ways. If, and if he feels like that and he feels like it's not good enough, then it's time to retire. Yeah. If he feels he wants to keep going, he still feels he's a competitive, he still loves the sport, and he wants to keep going, fair play to the man. Who are we yeah. to say he shouldn't? It's an interesting one to talk about because I, I know you asked me that question and I have to give you the answer, but you also know we've, we've had these talks before about the whole reason why you stay in a sport for such a long period of time anyway. And it is worth understanding, and maybe this is something we can talk about another day and, and I can drag other people in to, to explain this. When winning is something that becomes almost like a breath of air it, it, it's hard to say that and i know there's loads of people sat there going you know you're just some old old man but when you ask about winning something and coming fifth it's really difficult to be able to truthfully say to someone i'd be because it doesn't make a difference on the parameters of what you set and how outlandish the goal is if it's in your nature you're very sort of big no i want to win everything well, you know, you, 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 we always joked about the fact that if we end up in a care home and we've got mobility yeah, yeah. scooters, yeah. we'd be racing and firing fucks and punches left, right, and centre. Because this is why we find one another to a point because of that that understanding of of want and winning. And you know, where he is again, his understanding of what winning is, it, it, it's his blood. I, it's his I just, blood. I, I agree completely. But I, I just. Um... I guess I was trying to get to the point of we put Brian on such a pedestal yeah. because of his reputation, because of yeah. what he's achieved in the past. His, you know, his own standards. His, yeah, he is, yeah. without question, one of the greatest strength athletes of all time. Yeah. So anything less than those you know, results, yeah. they do shock people. Yeah. It's just he's at that point in his career that, for me personally watching him, I, even watching him building up to this, you know, I... I, I thought he'd be better than he had been the last couple of years because I think I, th I thought the rest might have done him good, but I still didn't have him winning this because mm. I don't believe a man in his situation is as hungry as a man in Novikov's situation, yeah. as in Kiliuskovsky's situation, yeah. as in all these younger, you know, Tom Stoltman's, yeah. the the like the guys that are on the they 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 haven't got that luxury yeah. yet. And the and the thing is, after things like last year as well, that you know. I don't know if it's a clunky expression, but basically there's blood in the water. You, you know, some, if you can see something bleed, you know that you're going to, you know, there's a chance. Yeah, these guys aren't it. afraid anymore. You know, no. there was a time, there's oh, certain mate. athletes that create, you can almost have people beat before you even get started. He, now, he was very, very good at that as well. He'd yeah. stand there. I know, I, I, I know it sounds a silly little thing to pick up upon, but do you know what, Brian? I have so much admiration for one little thing that you did as well. It's just shaping his facial hair. Because do you know how much sometimes things like that do? Just so you look in the mirror and you see the person that was like where he won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so it's it's, it's a, exactly. You remember that. It brings about so much. But I tell you what, when you ask if if you could have ever stood there, there are very very few people that you look at and just think, okay, there's you know, there's a little bit there. You know, when you look at someone. But I tell you what, if you stood next to that guy when he slipped the shades on, with the little, you know, sort of. Uh, prayer beard underneath he's frightening not because of the actual demeanor of the guy but exactly how he went about it. he put on a clinic in what he did 
he went from this sort of gargantuan baby sort of faced you know unit of a of a man to one of the most disciplined professional high class pioneering strongmen of all time and yes whilst Adrunas will always at the moment sit atop of that tree by his what he did as an overall athlete what Brian brought to the sport is nothing he changed the face of strongman for so many athletes as well as what we get to see on television yeah, 100% that is why it's hard to sit there and watch a man like him come fifth and you you not you feel for him, you feel for him. Right. I want you to finish off with our top three from World's Strongest Man. JF Karan getting onto the podium. Let's start with JF. His first ever podium at World's Strongest Man. And, and it I... seems it seems so so hard to actually say it when you you're looking at the guy that is like we spoke about in the prediction, the banker. If you're going to pick someone, you know, pounds for points. Who are you going to pick out of pretty much everyone there? Jeff Cron. You know he's going to be there or thereabouts. And it's always that sort of, like, he's going to be inside the top five. But he's capable of doing better. And he was so close. It's just one, a couple one of event, little things. One, one yeah. massively cost him. Yeah. He put in such a solid performance in the heats. He put in a great performance in the final. And then it came to the log medley. And he just, I, I yeah. don't know. Well, this is the thing. This And, and this is... This is part, so it's a lot of the information that's been drip-fed out, a lot of the things that probably you spoke about, I've spoken about, and people have picked me up on it, it comes also without context. We are watching from afar. We don't have the information. Yeah, you're, making a, you're making an interpretation based on what you know through your own knowledge and the perspective of what you know actually happens at competition. We have to fill in the blanks a little bit. So sometimes there will be shock and surprise, but there might be a completely clinical, Valid logical explanation. For, exactly sure. that. We don't know. So please don't feel offended or put out by it. It's just a case of we're working we're, with we're what just, we've got. Yeah, and this is, again, it goes back to that issue of yeah. we're going off little bits of messages from people yeah. spreadsheets on the internet and you know just little bits of dribs and drabs of information being but fed. at the same at the same time there's always going to be discussion so it's a case of do you know what if you put a toe over the line it's a lot easier than hanging back and saying nothing no. that's just how this works yeah um but you get a lot Jeff, of flack for it when you when you sort of open your mouth but you have to accept that yeah yeah as, as in you know it's, it's the whole thing put your head above the pedestal expect some pelters it's just sure. you know we're big enough and thick enough to be able to deal with it. Um, JF genuinely chuffed that he's on the podium. Um, oh, Jerry's going to be sat there going, oh, God, you know, why? You know, when he was so close. And it's, again, he's another guy that you want, you, you'd love to see on there. But at the same time, Jesus Christ, tip of the hat, because Jerry Pritchett, when he's fit and he hasn't got an injury, Jesus, he is dangerous. He's he great. is really, really dangerous. And it is that mix-up at the top. The person that threw everything sort of, you know, into, into a sort of state of flux, one, because you know that he can win one particular event, one, because he did one, win one particular event, and so well, long man, Tom Stoltman, mate, take a very bow, get your head out the clouds and all bring it down to sort of like normal <laughs> six-foot level. Because, you know, we said at the very start, like all, all this, you take the mentality of the boy from this year, put it into the, even the body of last year, and he'd have been probably up there and on the podium. 
the one thing in the whole sort of mix as well, you take out the grip event on this, and I can't quite sort of figure it out why why there's such a because he's he's not too bad with the set of farmers in his hands. He's but then again, we have seen sort of little things like the chokes on the the frame carry once before, and I I genuinely think this is more a sort of a cognitive approach to something rather than a lack of skill or talent. I, because when I went up and trained with the lads. I wanted to look at their, their grip because I was concerned. It, it was the one concern for, the, for me. Yeah. And I was not impressed with their setup to train grip. Yeah. The guys looked phenomenal. I thought they were in awesome shape. But I, I had to go at their setup of a Hercules hold. Yeah. And, you know, I, you don't say this to people right before they're about to go to the biggest contest of the year. Yeah, you don't want to I think I think not. if you go back and watch my video, you can see the concern in my face a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was like... This isn't heavy. this isn't the way you should have been training this guys. Yeah, you know, in, in my opinion, and yeah. that's you know, you know me. I'm just always honest, and yeah. I, I love the Stockmans, both of them, Luke and Tom. They are I'm one of their biggest fans for both of them. I yeah. you know I watch all their videos. I, I want them to do well. They're, they're and I think they'd be gracious genuine... enough to say to you afterwards as well. Like if they do hear about this or watch this, I think both Tom and Luke would just say, right, I, okay, you know, I, don't I understand want them to... this. Let us let us know what you change. I, I, yeah, I don't want them to sit there and think, oh, Loz is kind of having a go no. at us, or because it's no. not that at all. Because I genuinely think you want them to do well them. and you want them to improve. I, I want to see. I want to see Tom win World's Strongest Man. Yeah, you know, and I think he just needs to just just little adjustments. Yeah, and and not rush anything. You know, it's going to take time to get that grip exactly how he wants yeah, it. Yeah. But just different approach on those type of events because I mean their their setup was two two um, handles, yeah. one onto a, a, a pulley, a cable pulley. One was attached to some bands. Yeah, and I sort of you know they put a twenty kilo plate on the the stack to make it a bit heavier. Yeah, but quite honestly, it kind of pulled and I was just stood there. So it's more of thinking, a test of shoulders and, and lats rather shoulders. than anything else. No, 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 it wasn't That's... even test of shoulders and lats. It was just not very heavy on my hand. Yeah. I'm used to when, when it's sort of like a farmer's hold or behind the back hold, suddenly you feel that weight in your hand straight away. Yeah. And you've got to fight and squeeze that thumb in tight. And I just felt quite comfortable. And then after a while, just from if you stood to, to, with your hand to the side for two minutes, your forearm will fill up with blood and it'll yeah. become harder. And it just felt like that. You yeah. know, if you could have sit there and just squeeze your hand like this, you'll feel that arm pumping up. Yeah. And it was that kind of feeling. I was like, it's not testing my grip, but my forearm's getting a bit of a pump. Yeah, because this is why the curiosity factor for this all came about. You know, I was with um, a few of the lads last year when they get to on the original um, setup for Hercules Hold uh, that you see at Giants Live, and I was really curious about it. I wish I'd have, when they sort of said, "Does anyone want to go?" I would wish I'd have actually had a go. But the chats with Terry and the chats with Graham sort of brought it about. So we were very lucky got the chance to use the kit up at uh, Seddon Strength and Conditioning, of where they've got tiny little sort of fly handles that, that rotate as well so they're a little bit they're a little bit tricky yeah. um but my initial thought about how this setup would work when you're in that sort of force brace position is i did think that i was almost going to be sort of pulled and it doesn't work that way your setup actually the whole thing to start with is quite benign well it's just that th this is what let, let me stop you because this yeah. is where my experience comes in yeah every single setup is different yes and that's yes. why I don't, I've never trained on a Hercules hold. Yeah. I don't believe that JF Caron has either. Yeah. Not like, you know, I, I, all I do to, for, for my grip is, is various different grip exercises, but things like yeah. farmer's holds are better than, yeah. because there is real variation on each individual setup in yeah. terms of the height that you're holding them at, the, the angle that the, the, the weights are, are 
direct to that that the, the actual weight that in the is in the hand varies yeah. depending on how much chain there is um there's, there's lots of variables the handle so itself I, the handle itself yeah. so i like to use weight so yeah. i do either behind the back holds or or like farmers holds um other grip stuff that i do as well but yeah it's if you, if you grip strong on those things it crosses yeah. over across the board yeah so you don't but, need to train on a hercules hold because no. as long as your grip is strong and you've got practice. The, 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 the one thing you can make mistake on, on a Hercules hold, not so much the one at Worlds, but if you, have you ever seen it when it's cars on a ramp? Yeah. That's a good way. Sometimes with those, you'll suddenly, if you, you need your arms to be stretched completely. Yeah. You almost need to feel like it's pulling you before they release the handbrakes. Yeah. Um, on the, the machine at Worlds before they release the, 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 the chains holding the pillars together. So you need to almost have that pulling feeling Otherwise, it'll give you that a thud, and then yeah. it'll open up your hand. And then you're and that's, peeled. That's the, the really yeah. only mistake you can make. So you've got to make sure you get that hand set up properly. The bit that I was going to get to was, was it's more the, the actual sensation of it. Because you say, you know, the thing we've done before, in t there's a lot of cognitive things that you do with your grip in terms of being able to cope with that sort of pain threshold as it builds. When we've done the reverse grips and stuff like that it's a very obvious thing same as uh, a farmer's hold because as you say you've got a very direct direct weight in the hand and you feel it pretty much throughout everything under tension what i found really interesting about this and terry sort of said that the ssc kit was in terms of how it felt was very similar to what they'd used at giants obviously different to worlds mm -hmm. because he said that the way which is what i experienced it felt very benign to start with and out of nowhere, it's like this invisible force is unpeeling you. And yeah. you have absolutely no say in it whatsoever. Oh, once it's, it starts to go, yeah, you, you incredible can't stop sensation. It. Yeah. The, 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 the one thing I will say, I've used both the Giants one and the World's Strongest Man one. The World's yeah. Strongest Man one is heavier. Yeah. With slightly thicker handles as well. Yeah. So, you know, different bits of kit. Um, I believe Mark Felix attempted the world record again. Yeah. And the other factor. Just to point out, I mean, humidity. Yeah. That's, I, I don't know how humid it is at this time of year. In Go and, um, go and train in an outside gym at the moment and breathe in there for a couple yeah. of minutes and pick up a 20 plate because it's skids. It, 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 it makes it's a difference. Factors, you yeah. know, whereas, and Mark's also, it's a bit different when it's out of competition. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's, yeah. it, it's, but it, it shows different kit is important. Um, and... I'm probably boring people with the amount of time I've said that now. No, but you're, you know, the thing is, again, you're studied in grip. It's something that you have, just you grip, have a passion like all, about. All, all events, yeah. you know, different kit makes makes a big difference. And, and yeah. grip grip is one of those events, you know, I genuinely believe I'm good at. Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying, you know, I'm not the kind of person that tries to toot my own horn, but yeah. my grip is good. And it, 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 I believe I could have been top three on the in the final, no problem. But it would be nice if... Yo, know, if you can take some of that experience and help Tom out on that one, I'd love to say what, you know, counter that one little thing, well, and all I mean, of a sudden Tom, he's Tom, a very Tom, different proposition. Tom doesn't need me to help him. He's he's got good enough people yeah. around him, and if he if he sees this and and put some work together, and if, if you know even if he approaches me, just well, as, as a bit of help on grip, I'm yeah. more than happy to help. There's always but, questions to be answered, isn't there? That's the thing. Yeah. Loads of heads because they say that's the thing about a majority of the people. We want to see everyone pushing forward. It's just yeah. a case of mounting pot. You've only got to stand there and watch how many people. People sort of help each other tape up and stuff like that. Brian oh, last year definitely. helped Tom. You know, that was a beautiful thing to sit or see. But no, he's... It, I wouldn't have picked him on the, the log. 
No, that was the one that. And that's me just like my good god, yeah, out of out of not out of nowhere because we know he's a strong boy. I, just I that... knew his pressing had got better from yeah. watching the videos and stuff, and obviously training with his brother. But I was impressed. I I thought it was quite an open field for obviously once Hicksie was out, I thought. It yeah, you didn't have a predict... you didn't have a monster in no. there, did you? And Tom was just on fire. Yeah, absolutely on fire. And and uh, I mean, three events he won. Let's remember that. Yeah. What is it? The first person since was it um, early two thousands to win three events and actually not come out on top? Possibly, I'd need to so go that, through. I think something like two thousand three or something. I don't know. But, but, um, uh, um, what's what is it? Have you got uh, five five logs in forty nine seconds? That's motoring. Yeah. It's just think about the actual time in between the setup alone. That's incredible. When you look at you know, I think I think I believe only two or three of them finished all the logs. Yeah. So Tom. Uh, what was it Tom Jerry? Jerry, actually, good... do you know what he was biting on his ears? He's only two seconds behind him. Yeah, Jerry's pressing is decent. Yeah, yeah. Decent. Um, I don't know. That's it. That yeah, is they it. Were, they, two... they, they were the only two to do the four hundred pound log. Yeah, and the real yeah again they were a bit of a surprise. Like, I mean, Brian, unless, Brian I mean, three you... three logs. That's it. That, that surprised me. And people, yeah. you know, people are trying to make excuses for him. I I, I don't know. There might have been something up with yeah. him, but I don't believe there's an injury or anything. But when you've got someone that's you know he's a genuine gargantuan monster, and you know it was it one eighty two point five is the heaviest log. Yes, it is in a row. But we're watching this even at what's the heaviest log at Britain's? We're back into one eighty, aren't we? Same same setup. Um, but yeah, again, yeah. Uh, only two guys finished at Britain's as well, yeah. and that was Luke and Graham, who are better pressers than anyone in this contest. Didn't didn't Aaron complete all five as well? Do you know Britons? what he did? Do you know what he did? Yes. And he, and uh, he, I, he, I was going on Hicksy on the year. Yeah, yeah. The previous actually, so yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and um, how far and did did Ryan did actually did Ryan get no. a D1? No, he just got no. the four. He got the yeah. four. But um, yeah, incredible showing by Tom. And the, the thing is as well, he does fall into that category as because people have sort of seen him come through. He's been the quiet, studied sort of learner and arms around the shoulder, and obviously championed by his brother. But he's really loved oh, because of what so. he brings. And as you know, it's like he is the gentle giant. Yes. And it's just because he's, he's such a he's still a baby. You know, by sort of, I suppose my standards as well as an old fart, yeah. but it's fantastic to see this I mean, absolute gentle giant go and conquer. I think you know, his, his mannerisms and the way he is, and the you know the autism and stuff like that, make us kind of think he's younger than he is. He's twenty seven now, I believe, so he's not he's not a baby anymore. He's, he's kind of coming into his prime, yeah, and he's got his best years still ahead of him. Oh, but God, he's... he's just such a likable character. He's so friendly, so nice, and and yeah. He wants this more than anything for him and his and for his family. And he's that, really he, genuinely, you know, kind of made to fit this as well. He has found his groove in life. That's that's the beautiful thing to see about this. I, I, and what he, you know, what was it last year? Turns up all of a sort of panic. Kit's gone missing, stuff like that. And I love the fact that one, you showed the sort of rally that everyone does. So he has got his plate, but he comes back. If you, Tom, if ever you wanted to repay all those lads that mucked in and found Kit for you, you've done it by doing what you've just done. That's he, he, how you do so, it. Like, he's so loved. When you kind of look at the comments and the posts about, that people put up for him, he, you can just see that people like him. Yeah. And that's, that's always nice. Yeah. He yeah. does it to the letter. You know, the people like Nathan Pate and Dan Hipkiss, all these people that have mucked in and stuff like that, he just does it to the letter. because You, he's te saying, you tell him what to do, he's going to do it. Yep. Yeah, and that's where you know that's why year on year, he's almost a banker for improvement. And when I mean, you look at what he done this year and say, 
next year, oh my God, when everyone's in and, you know, we've got another year of competition, all these guys are going to sort of find another gear from what we've done. We've got the next man on the list who, at 24 years old, has gone and and won World's Strongest Man. I'm still not sure if he's the youngest of all time, but he's he's up there with with John Paul Signus. And both of them, 24 years old, we all know how, you know, iconic Jean Paul Sigmundson ended up being yeah. in in the sport. Novikov. Wow. The giant, yeah, the giant killer. Wow. Just <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say where did that come from because we've all known how yeah. good he is. Yeah. Let's let's remember just a year and a half ago, Ben Brunning beat this guy at yeah. um the Manchester um, World Tour finals. That's, yeah, the caveat to that, just because it sounds, it does sound a bit clunky. Ben was on fire and what an athlete he, he sort of brought about. And it's not to sort of discredit Alexi. I'm, I'm, I'm not discrediting Ben yeah. either, but it's, this is just fact. Yeah, he yeah. Throws, you know, I think, I think, I mean, Novikov, I think by that time of that year was battered from probably 50 competitions. Yeah. Um, so not taking anything away yeah. from Ben's performance because he was incredible. But Novikov has needed this break. That's what I feel. You know, watching him last year, I was like, this guy's going to burn out. And he's almost yeah. been forced to have this break. And he's been clearly, clearly working hard. Yeah. You know, in, there was it's actually no interesting weakness. when you see his, watch, you know, watch his, go back a few months and watch his training. You know, prior to also the, um, the WUS stuff. Because it wasn't, wasn't that heavy. He was very, the, very, very, look, very steadied, very, people, very clinical. How many comments have you seen recently about... God, Martin's list doesn't lift much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we see it all the time. The smart guys know how to train and know how to peak. And preserve this. And how many times have I told you when you come down, stop lifting so heavy and, and focus yeah. on improving your, your form? Yeah. And, well, it's, it's the, it was the biggest change that you made. I, I can't, that, that was one of the, the, the things that, you know, when I walked through the door, don't go so hard, don't go so heavy. And what happened, you know, yeah. you saw... You, you, saw see, you see the break. likes of Lissis and, and, and Novikov, and they're just doing the smart training, focusing yeah. on what they need to do, and then they'll build. They'll yeah. build towards peaking for certain shows, yeah. and it's smart. And there's a reason their bodies, you know, they're, they're not that... When you're six foot eight, 400 pounds, your body can take more than the guys that are six foot, you know, 300 pounds. Yeah. That's fact. And you've got to be smart in how you approach things, how you look after your body, and, and it makes a difference. And you've got to, in this day and age with Strongman, you've got to pick and choose your shows and peak for the ones that you want to be best in. Because yeah. no one's going to be at their best if they compete every weekend. I think the most impressive thing from Alexi is that he didn't ever look, and this is testament to whatever he has done in training, he never, ever looked like he was debilitated by a previous event. His overall condition, if you were to try and prep like an MMA fighter, because they are just robust and they do not seem to break, it's kind of how he went about this. Because the, that whole thing about the synergy and the way that events flow, the Giants medley, you're going to get under the yoke. And as we say, it's not the biggest lad in the world which is one of the sort of draws about him as well, because he's kind of unassuming, apart from like those thighs that he has as forearms. Because um, what is he weighing? 135? Sort of Rob Kearney weight? I, I think they said he weighed in at 133. Jesus, man. And it's, again, that whole thing. This is strong man, not big man. And what an amazing sort of dude to actually showcase that. But he gets out the other side of that yoke, 
after manhandling that anvil like it was a bag of sweets, he goes in and decimates everyone on a deadlift. And I don't care oh, what they... No then we got close. You know, what is it? Uh, Brian had attempt to sort of go in a little bit heavier, couldn't even get the thing off the ground. Um, you know, he's not far off 550 kilos. And on that setup, when you actually look at it, and, you know, we've seen a couple of little bits... It's not like the whole thing just went, well, big flex and away you go, just drive some knees and, and sort of like just force your body to lock it out. No, that's actually a tough pull, as we've seen with people that have a great amount of experience on a deadlift. J JF uh, on an 18 inch is unbelievable. Yeah. Adam Bishop is unbelievable. Yeah. And what did, what did Bish put up before on the way? Like we, Bish we pulled four, sorry, 545, I yeah. believe. In and we'd have pegged it. But again, I think that's the silver dollar. He has a little bit more. The traction is, of these wheels and obviously the kit is, is very this is This is the, the, the you know, different bars. This different looks this. hard. Yeah. And that's the thing. Alexi is not known as one of the biggest deadlifters. He's not known. Well, this was an event when I saw the final list of athletes. I was like, okay, he's going to drop a few points on this, this lift. And yeah. it, just go back to the Arnold's. You know, the yeah. deadlift has not notoriously been his best event. Huh. Well, even back Where's when this I improvement think, come from? I think it was one of the things that Dave Warner flagged up a, a while back when he competed in Ireland. They got him over. It's like you look through and just say, ah, do you know what? As a baseline athlete as well, as he's coming through, an emerging athlete, he's pretty good. But deadlift, oh, God, it's, you know, it's, not, it's not great. There's very few people that can make these kind of jumps. But, yeah. you know, at, at tw 23, 24 years old, you can still make those bigger improvements. Yeah. You, get, you get into your 30s and you just don't see those type of improvements. Um, although that, there's certain incredible athletes, the, the likes of the Thors, the Eddie Halls, that just go away and... and graft and figure out what to you know to, to get the most out of their body and, and novikov's yeah. done that for this yeah you know people but, anyone anyone saying oh there's there's too much moving events and stuff like that novikov won the deadlift let's remember yeah, that yeah with 537.5 kilos and no okay. one got just to clarify for people it. that are still confused it's not the eddie hall 501 no. so it's 500 you know thor 501 deadlift this no. is an 18 inch deadlift so it's a yeah. little bit higher than a normal standard pull. Normal standard pull is from about nine inches. Yeah. And that uh, doesn't necessarily mean for all athletes as well. It makes it easier. Because I tell uh, you what, you take out certain areas of drive element to it and you're going to hinder good. people. Yeah. So, certain lifters are better suited to it. Certain yeah. lifters find it harder. So you got, I mean, the one that surprised me actually on this event was Luke Richardson. Yeah. I think Luke would have preferred deadlifting from the floor. Yeah, as his coach pointed out, you know, I got a little bit of pelters for this one, but I don't think it's without justification in terms of, I think we're right to question. Do you know what? You see one of the greatest deadlifters that we've sort of seen emerge and just think, you know, because we don't see him pull from there. So we have no inkling that he has a weakness in it. But I think that's what they pointed to. But if you were to pick a banker and say, do you know what? Give us a top four of deadlifters in this. You'd have had Luke in there to see him last. I, 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 beforehand, I would have said Bish, um, JF Caron, um, Jerry Pritchard and Luke Richardson. They would have been my, my kind of yeah. top four. I guess, yeah. and then I probably would have said Brian Shaw. And to throw um, in some clarity, yeah, because I know we use the word only every once in a while, and I, I was guilty of this myself when I said, look, you, you know, because it was only 400 kilos, because it was the last weight. 400 kilos is still 400 kilos, but when you're actually putting this into context, one of where it is, but two by what the margin of the win was, which is nearly 140 kilos more 
you're allowed to say it was only 400 kilos because of the comparative distance between first and where you're pulling from tie in the expectation that is just what goes with the territory of this because it's not just the amateurs that will be sat there there will be people of you know elite professionalism well, I, I, that will I, look I, upon I've it and say that. i was shocked i've competed in contests where i've had to do 18 inch deadlifts you know yeah. and, and 537 kilos is nuts yeah it's monstrous mate nuts. it really is <laughs> yeah um the bit that i wanted to get to in terms of what's just made this kid just shine is that we go medley picking up then yoke the, we, he's then got this monstrous pull in and it's not the only one that he's done on the day you're going to look at a lot of them and say do you know what cns is gone back is going to be fried you're not the biggest guy in the world for levers so you're gonna to have to put a lot of thigh quad and back into this sort of um the keg toss mm. and he does all right he does all right. This is where I genuinely I looked at it his... and thought, you know, if you can hold ground, yeah. brilliant. But if you, you could be also, there could be athletes in that that get absolutely decimated because, do you know what? I've got nothing left. It doesn't make a difference if it's two hours. With what you've just done, once, once that chain has gone, you're gone. And I cannot think of anything worse after those two events than as a shorter bloke trying to lob you know, 30 kilo kegs over four, four and a half meters. But he, it, this is the champion bit. This is where he held the ground. And this is where I think he earned his corn. Because I think, regardless of the fact that it's the eight in sort of whatever it is, and he gets the six points, that is hard. That is beyond. This his, is where he's, look, he's His whole the performance was incredible. And he is yeah. without question a deserving winner. Oh, yeah. You know, there were, he didn't put a foot wrong the whole contest. No. He's from, from start to finish, he's good hold. the man of the show. Yeah, yeah every, good hold. Every, there was no weak event. No. Tom, as good as he was, as good as friend as I am to him, yeah. his grip let him down. Jeff Caron, as much as I love that guy and I was rooting for him to win, the press let him down. This, yeah. you know, Novikov... When you don't slip out the top winner. five after six events, you're going to be in a good position. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, what a what a kid. And, and I, I use that. Expression, but what a kid! Absolutely. You know what? The exciting thing now is going forward from here. When we yeah. bring in, you know, Lissis back, we bring in Kiliushkovsky. Yeah. The likes of Tom Stockman are improving. Novikov, his future's so bright. Luke Richardson, yeah. so new to the sport, twenty-three years old in this contest. And then we know of a whole host of other awesome youngsters coming through. Yeah. It's an exciting time. Yeah. Not a bad 2020, really. Not when you look at the end of it in terms of, I know we're starved of certain bits, but if you actually look at what's just been bled through and you go back to the fact that if this had been a standard year, you and I would be regaling kind of the same old names, same old faces. We know, we know that they're there. It's just that we have got some extra now. And oh. there's some real genuine and you know excitement. What? Next year, we'll have new guys again. Yeah. And that's what we need to see. Because you're kind of hoping those people that have been on the periphery, you know, the Wes Claibornes, the Bobby Thompsons, the stuff like that, that have been there in the US, you know, the likes of Aaron Page that got the call up, the likes of the Gavin Biltons that now got the call up and went in, the likes of Paro Dwyer's that were, were sort of all sort of stuff. Is it ever going to come? They know it can happen now. Definitely. Brilliant. Just, just to finish with, because you mentioned him there, 
Aaron Page, we are sending you all our love, buddy. Very, very sad news. Aaron Page is in an induced coma right now. I've uh, been speaking to his family a little bit, and um, from what I hear, he's, he's, he's doing better now. But we're all keeping our fingers crossed, sending our love to him. So, guys, just pray, pray for Aaron. You know, he was literally called up to World's Strongest Man literally a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Unfortunately, he couldn't get his passport to go out there. And, um, you know, I was speaking to him literally a few days ago and he's telling me how he's, you know, really training hard, wants to come top three at Britain's next year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we hear this, this sad news. So we're, we're kind of, you know, our thoughts are with him and, and hopefully he's going to be back to doing what he does best as soon as possible. But you got the t-shirt on there supporting him. We'll, um, we're all sending our love and I know all the fans will be too. Yeah. Yeah. Just send him a message. Just drop him a like, you know, as I say, make sure that when he's back and he does, you know, and he does pick that phone up and go through his messages, make sure he knows. Make sure he knows. Right, guys, that's it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thank you, Mr. C- uh, Caveman. Yeah, I, yeah. I was going to call you something yeah, yeah. else. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. We save that for the later one. <laughs> that's for after hours. Yeah. Right, guys, take it easy. We'll see you next week. Take care. While you're here, guys, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of my awesome strength content.